0: And good morning. Welcome into In Focus on News Radio Caman. And on this Tuesday, May tenth, today is a Riley County Day on the program, and we have uh, Greg McKinley, the current chair of the Riley County Commission, joining us here in studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Good to have you on once again. Yep. It's uh, it's warm out there. Have you been uh, dealing with the heat?
1: Yeah, I uh, waited till evening to mow yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I went out, to, started to in the afternoon, and I went no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right now when you when you go mow, it's 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 either early morning or late at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best times to go do that not at two o'clock in the afternoon. No.
2: Well, uh, and I think we're going to get up to what 90, 93 today, ninety four. Yeah, ninety three should be the high. Ninety one for the next couple days, but the weekend you're getting down to the eighties. So it's kind of a relief. <laughs> 78's like kind of the the lowest high we have forecast for the next seven days. So yeah. you know, stay tuned on that. Things fluctuate, but that's pretty warm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah also important to just a reminder to folks uh you know be be careful out there and you know, drink plenty of water and um, you know, don't overdo it out there and leave don't leave your pets or your kids in cars not not a good idea here so um we've got a lot of things we're going to be covering here today uh, you guys have been pretty busy at the county
1: yeah we have um lots going on always always it seems Um, We have um, made a lot of new hires in the last few weeks. Um, Daryl Eady is a new budget and finance officer. Um, He's started work uh, for the end of April. He's a lifelong resident of the area, a K-State graduate, and he's uh, worked in both public and private finance for for years around here. uh, most recently he was at uh, director of finance and accounting at Manhattan Christian College and here he has the primary responsibilities in preparing and coordinating budgets for the county all the county programs working with all the departments and he gets a quick start because we you know, we start seeing this presentations for the budget next month so they're already the departments are already working and getting them ready so mm-hmm. he gets jump right in
0: <laughs> uh, that's a position you want to probably have filled pretty quickly yes here. it was <laughs> yeah i understand that and we
1: found like we found someone uh, very well qualified it was a good deal
0: yeah no daryl daryl knows his finances that's for sure and uh, i think that'll be a good hire uh you have um uh, some other hires including at the health department
1: yeah at the health department we've got uh, a yeah, dr jacob clark he's joining as the clinic supervisor he starts next uh, on May 16th. And that position's been vacant for five months and uh, the department really needs, is ready for some relief. <laughs> um, everybody's been having to juggle things to make up for that position. He he has degrees in K, at K-State in uh, biology and microbiology and then his MD in 2016 from KU Med. Um, before he had, he's coming here from Wichita where he was uh, uh, worked with Forward, which is a national data bank for rheum- rheumatic diseases, and uh, but as a clinic supervisor, he oversees all the operations in the clinic, the immunization immunization programs, preve- prevention outreach, family planning, and then he works with all of them for responsible for supervising and facilitating all of the uh, staff, and you know writing reports, organizing grants. Um, and uh, he reports directly to the director, uh, Julie Gibbs. Uh,
0: I'm curious how long that position was vacant. It was, uh, say
1: it was five months. It was oh, kind of wow. Vacant. Yeah. So it's been um, a juggling act uh, for everybody else doing a little extra to cover that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, of course, uh, you know, last time you were here with us, we had uh, a different county appraiser in here, Greg McHenry. He passed away, and I know that's been a tough uh, – a tough position to to replace or to yeah. fill
1: well yeah you're not going to replace right greg i don't think everybody <laughs> knows that but uh we did have some good candidates and we've got we've hired um anna Verson, and she also starts next monday and we did have a number of qualified applicants um so we're glad to hear about that and uh most, they were all from, or most of them all from Kansas, had Kansas background, which is really neat, because each state's a little different, so you wanted to get someone from a Kansas background. And, and they all, in interviews, mentioned Greg. I mean, Greg was so well-known, everybody knew him. Um, she's a graduate of, from Wichita State, and she worked in the uh, Sedgwick County Appraiser's Office for six years. And then for the last three years, she's been a Deputy County Appraiser for Cowley County and uh like i said she said she knew greg from the state uh, meetings and stuff and uh that iao i believe is their organization that she's been <coughs> active in also and so she knows that you know she knows the department's in good shape it isn't anything that needs to be fixed i'm sure there you know, everybody has a little bit different way of doing things but uh, i think we're in you know the department's in really good shape and uh she's she also likes to keep the communications open with the public on stuff, which is at that position is a lot of a lot of that job so letting people know what's going on
0: sure well I mean, it, it, yeah I was going to say uh, in the interim has have you guys that office had assistance from outside
1: uh, no they've been had we've had internal people that have mm-hmm. taken um, you know just filled in Good. doing um, he had such a well, a well-oiled machine there that they could all keep and, and the, just kind of shared his responsibilities between the existing people to keep keep everything going well.
0: Well, good luck to Anna, and uh, we'll look forward to meeting her in the future. And uh, you know, that's uh, uh, he left a good legacy here yeah. in Riley County.
1: And that's I actually was hoping we'd get someone on. Yeah, I knew this was coming up. I was hoping we'd have someone but we just didn't, it, you know, it didn't work out to get someone here yet. So
0: Sure. Um another vacancy that's coming up here and, and this this makes me sad too is is the Riley County Historical Museum. Yeah. Uh but I, under, I understand why why she's uh, leaving here, but uh that is a position that's looking to be filled right now.
1: Yeah, we are working on that um, position getting that filled. Um <clears throat> it was when you put out the advertisement for bids, you wonder, well this is kind of a different position, will anybody apply? Uh, we had almost 40 applicants. Wow. Yeah, I know. They. I mean we had 10 the first weekend that it was out and then they just kept pouring in. Um, it, it, it's really surprising It says, um an awful lot of them weren't qualified, but people, you know, there's only so many museum positions around and everybody was interested in it. Like they were, but we did have uh, several really good candidates. We were um, really happy with uh, the options we had and um, we hope we're still in negoti we hope to have someone uh, we should have an, or I hope to have an announcement by the end of the week can't can't say anything right now, but we've been working on that and I uh, think uh, we have a really good kind of candidate that um, Everything has to be finalized before I can announce anything. Sure. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's good to hear because uh, you know that position um, it's it's a, it's a tough, tough position because that's per, a person has so much knowledge and Cheryl Collins was yeah. the longtime director and she had so much knowledge. Alana was kind of her um, what do you call it protege. Um, protege. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Go. Yeah, and uh, you know, she had some circumstances. You know, yeah. new mother. That takes a lot of time. Up, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. She just, um, like I said, new mother position took, you know, with what she was doing, she realized she couldn't do, didn't want to do this, needed someone else in. And uh, and we've been talking to them. They know that, you know, the, uh, when we've had candidates come in to interview, they've also had an hour um, in, at, the, at the museum to go through the museum and meet the staff and. Before they came to the interviews with us to go out there and meet with them and meet the staff and see what we have and learn a little bit, and some of them in um, some of them have looked on, you know, there's have looked online to see what we have and stuff. Like I said, we've had some really really good candidates. We're all, real happy with where we're going on this.
0: Good. Well, and, and I know that uh, you know, obviously those are department heads. As far as other positions, do you have a, a lot of openings well, right now?
1: Yeah, there's still several openings throughout the county. Um, we just opened equipment operator yesterday. Um, I think there might still be one in the health department, public works. It's public works and health department are both the largest departments, and so you're almost always going to have a position open in those.
0: And if, that's a good segue into what uh, is next week here. Next week is Public Works Week.
1: Yeah, next week we just had the announcement of our proclamation, I guess it was yesterday, about the uh, Public Works Week. It's a national recognized week. I think they said it was 62nd year. But um, those people do so much between the going starting with the engineers that design stuff, the all, the, but also like all our people that work on. Keeping all the roads and bridges uh, intact, and uh, mowing uh, yards, keeping the buildings upkeep. There's a a, a lot of work that they do that uh, we all kind of take for granted until until something, until <laughs> there's a pothole, we don't think about those people. Until the, something or there's a washout on a road or stuff, everybody just assumes everything gets done. But uh, there's a large group that that do a lot of work, a lot of good work for us to keep everything
0: going yeah so if you see those trucks next week you know yeah. give them a give them a thank you or yeah. you know wave at them or something like that of yeah. course sam Henny, who covers riley county for us former public works uh that's, oh yeah, that's employee right. himself so yeah i'm sure he'll be uh, doing the same thing um all right well let's take our first break in the program we'll come back we'll t- we got a lot more to cover here with greg okay. mckinley and uh, we'll take your phone calls too if you got them 537-1350 And we're back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN. We're talking with Greg McKinley today, Riley County Commission Chair. They've got a lot going on, as we've noted here already so far, and uh, not just at the county commission level here, but uh, different departments. Your fire department particularly, they've been uh, really taxed this past month.
1: Yeah, well, it's the second year in a row that we've had an extremely dry spring, and the littlest of... uh, brush fires or something takes off and, um, you know, hard to control. We're hoping these last couple of weeks, we're hoping as uh, I was talking to Ross Stuckey, the the emergency manager, and he said, well, you know, hopefully his fire hat's done, but now it's the time of the year where the the, the tornado weather starts coming up. So that's us switching over to the other half of his job. But no, the fire department, those guys um, work like crazy out there. I don't know if you've seen, there's been some pictures put out this year of yeah. those fires. There's some big, there's a couple of big ones up along the lake, and it was uh, mostly on the core property. But all those cedars, once those things, I don't know if you ever seen them, once they, I mean, they go up like torches as the fire jumps <laughs> from tree to tree. But also from back from 19, from that flooding, there's all that dead, uh, the, old, the old dead wood that's up along the shoreline. Right. And it's, once that gets into there, that stuff's been laying there for three years, well dried out. And it's, uh, you know, they have they go up ahead and try to build a fire break with some dozers, clear out stuff to try to get it stopped. It's been a, um, you know, those guys do an amazing job. And, and gals, there's a lot of, there's women and men on uh, the fire department that do it. And uh, we're always looking for more. There's, uh, you can go online and fill out the applications to get um, to volunteer for them. They've uh, and they've got good training for everyone. They have you know regular training at each of the uh, stations and um, trying to keep up new equipment for them all. Um, i have got new. I think by the end of the year we've got two more stations, that were two new stations to be built, and I think everything will have been remodeled. Some of them still have just the old small block buildings that. I think all the new ones are all metal buildings with more space
0: hmm.
1: oh i'm sorry to Is this,
0: it's hard sometimes I'm, hard to pick you up there but oh, okay i'm sorry no that's fine um who do we have uh who do we have to thank for these great
1: photos that have been taken and video because there's been I some would, great photos uh i know vivian uccello has gone out and taken some of them some, and I don't know if you saw the aerials, mm-hmm. there were aerial photos, those were a Manhattan Fire Department has a drone that um. they sent out, brought someone out. I don't, I'm not sure who does that, but someone, they sent someone out to take those photos, which were, you know, those were really interesting to watch. It really is. And,
0: and it's, it's nice to have those because it really kind of paints a picture. Yeah. And, and. Keeps people maybe away from the danger zones when when you have somebody you can just send that out on social media blast right. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, without having to be in there. And like I say, people can see how, you know, it's not some. You don't want to go out there, and we don't want people going. Oh, I wonder what's going out. Let's go out and see. And you look at those pictures, and you can see. No, I don't need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, some of the aerial photos I thought was good. It showed the fire progressing, and they were building backfires to get it stopped ahead of it and stuff. That was it was really interesting to watch that stuff
0: yeah well kudos to them they've done a lot of a lot of good work and hopefully they're going to get a little reprieve we did get some rain last week which i think helped a little bit
1: yeah we're hoping that's and and it's um things are growing more that the you know coming out of the winter grow you know the dead stuff that more green hopefully that's going to keep things going and and because some of them some of the fires are when people tried to burn fields and they didn't get things right and uh, they get out of control pretty easy with the well besides the heat was all the wind yeah this year that's that's driving personally i get the wind is driving me crazy you know yeah you try it's to go right. outside and, <laughs> and do something it feels like somebody's slapping you around all the time with all the wind
0: we had somebody on from the mesonet yesterday talking about that and it just it seems like it's been unusually windy and he says it has a little bit it's mostly the i think the dry conditions that are are fueling that a little bit and we had so many not cloudy oh. days but unbelievable the the weather we've experienced yeah. this spring
1: <laughs> it's been strange i keep all the wind keeps tearing us that we would gotten some new chairs for the uh, patio last year um they're not they're really comfortable nice chairs but they're not very heavy duty we had they kept <laughs> taking journeys across the yard <laughs> we had to stack them up in the corner for a while
0: yeah I'm same, Similar with my trash can. I, I oh. <laughs> keep on having to bring it in the garage because I, I can't leave it out there for trash uh, until trash day. Uh, so, yeah, that's been a, a new thing here this spring with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. when that blows over and then your trash starts throwing across the yard, that's always fun.
0: Yeah, and, of course, I'm sure the city and the county have uh, uh, regulations on that. You don't want right. to become a nuisance here. For yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, other things uh, going on here. Um, we'll get into the budget here maybe in just a little bit. Right. Um, what, what are some other... So yesterday you guys talked about University Park Wastewater Treatment Plant. And I'm, I'm not familiar with this as much, but it sounds like this is a, an aging plant that needs replacing soon.
1: That's right. Um, this has been... There have been, I guess, problems going on for, for several years now that it's... You know, like it's you said, it's almost a 40-year forty years old plant. And uh, it's more of it's a kind of a package plant there. It isn't, you know, one of the big plants like you see in in, in Manhattan or something. It's the, they call them a package plant that they have. And part of it is there's new rules when they first put in there were certain rules about what the effluent what you know what, what had to be tested, what had to be cleaned out and everything. And they've tightened those rules up as years go by and trying to adjust the machine the equipment to do that, it, some it just can't do everything it needs to be done to, to clean stuff up now, and uh, they've had other problems out there. They had a big project a couple of years ago because they were getting a lot of infiltration. So they went went through and lined um, all the the sewer mains to keep out the the inflow from the from the groundwater to try to reduce the amount of of uh, material going through the plant and that um i mean it obviously improved thing it's better not having all that but it the plant still isn't doing what it needs to be so we're we've hired a consultant to go in there and look at it and see what what it um what needs to be done what options are um there's some minor adjustments can be done to the plant and that was originally they had talked about trying to work with the existing one and see what they could do but they said there's going to be new regulations coming out even more restrictive that this plant just is not going to be able to do that we're going to have to look at the options of what um you know whether to get a new plant or to go to a, a lagoon system and where where we could where that could go um and none of that stuff is cheap yeah. so um but they'll <clears throat> work with the with the engineers to see what kind of grants and loans are available through the KDHE and those type of places. That that's that's part of this part of their uh, um, this consultant's thing too, is to see help us see what what fundings are available and and what type of what options and what's going to cost.
0: Is is there a benefit to doing a lagoon versus the
1: other? I, I don't know. <laughs> you okay. know, I the the state um, is really pushing prefers lagoons now they don't the small for the these type of facilities they don't like those plants as well but I'm sure there's new you know there's new technologies in these package plants too that they could do but then that's part of the uh, that's why we hired someone else to look at it yeah. to see to, that knows uh, more about what that's doing so ideally uh,
0: after the consultant uh, brings their recommendation wh- what's sort of a
1: timeline here you say? I, I mean that's part of the, what that's what we're, they're looking at. They've got we've gotten we got a letter from the EPA um, saying clean it up or else, mm. <laughs> you know. Okay, <laughs> and um, and part of it that's part of the requirement is, is we have new with our agreement with them because um, we had to work out an agreement with the EPA of what what we're going to do to take care of things. And part of it is. We have to have reports um, on the existing system, and I can't remember whether they're every quarterly or every six months, and that's, the consultant will be taking care of those, updating them um, through the next three years, but the first thing is to look at it and see what we need and, and see what the next steps are, but that's, you know, that thing that needs to be done right away. It's sure. the, you know, the EPA and KDHE are saying, you know, figure it out.
0: You don't want to mess with the EPA. It
1: seems no. like they like to, uh, you know. Uh, they like to, f- they have, uh, f- they can fine you some, some numbers they gave us that were really not good.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know, how many people live up in the University Park area? Do you have an estimate? I don't
1: know. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, but, and they've been, ta- we've been talking because they had their, the president of their group was in yesterday at our meeting. You know, um, from my understanding, they haven't. They they felt like they weren't always being keeping informed, so we're trying to make sure they, you know, we keep them informed as to what's going on because obviously it's going to affect them. Because basically, what because they're a benefit district, so it'll be in effect like what in in Manhattan. There'll be specials that'll be assessed to each of the lots for that, and that's what was done with the uh, when they did the lining. So they've already got some specials out there for that. So. They're concerned, you know, and we want, you know, we want to, we don't want to run up prices on anybody. We want to see what what works best economically for them.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Got to get it done, though, some way, and yeah, uh, yeah understandable. Right. Well, we'll take a break, uh, come back. We'll take a look at uh, early budget discussions and uh, where that's heading here this yes. summer. We'll do that next year on In Focus. K Man. We are back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN. I'm Brandon Peoples, Nick McNamara, producing things for us on the other side, and uh, Greg McKinley joining us here from Riley County, uh, the uh, commission chair this year, and uh, we have a budget uh, getting ready to get started here for 2023, and this is an interesting budget season for a lot of uh, government agencies here, because um, we're dealing with just an unusual economy here. Economy seems to be up, but then so is inflation and everything else, and and everything's trying to keep up with that.
1: Oh, that's – yeah, it's um, – the inflation has been causing troubles. That's what – and uh, I see the gas was three ninety nine. dollars mm-hmm. That first number is going to change any day now, <laughs> I feel like it. But some of the things we've gone into, like the uh, um, Noxious Weed guy, the chemicals are doubled from last year in the seed. He went out to get fur- – because they also do the – seeding and fertilizing when, after, when the um, public works does some projects. They, and he said, went out to buy, uh, I don't know what, it's a pallet load of seed or something. The price is exactly double what it was last year. Mm. And, of course, the budget was set last year. And so you have to find something else, uh, squeeze somewhere else to get this in and stuff. And like I said, it's a problem through all the departments. Um, and fuel, pro- especially in public works, because they have a lot of vehicles, you know, they' their uh, trucks and stuff that fuel's hurting. And then also the salaries, we've been uh, starting the discussion on that. And uh, as you've seen, you know, the police department is doing theirs and the city is, has done theirs. We're, um, we didn't hire someone for a study, we're doing an internal study on stuff because we know um, we've, got to, we've got to make adjustments particularly the uh, at the lower end of the scale, which I think the city's found the same thing, that the starting wages are, you can't hire somebody for what those things are. And we're working on, so they're, we've got to get those adjustments figured out to put into the budget for next year, and they're trying to find some money to see if we can make even adjustments this year for some people, because, like I said, the inflation's hitting us all in um, the um, it's, it's tough. <laughs> well, and, and I'm curious with, with
0: something like that here, when we hear about uh, all these salary increases, will you, how is that going to impact the mill levy? Are we going to, can you, can I, you do it without I, raising the mill levy
1: or? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We haven't, like I say, that's what we got to get into. Um, and we don't know what the, uh, the valuation obviously went up with you know as you you know buying a house the mm-hmm. housing has gone up tremendously in the last couple of years and so the appraised values everybody went up so even if we we do have some more money that would come in even without raising the middle levy but it you know as far as how much it is we don't have those final numbers we don't um i think it's um it's the end of this month i think that the that the appraiser's office has to have the whole the, the summary of what the valuation is that we're going to be working off of, and starting getting new budgets. And the last couple of years, we've been very, very tight on budgets. You know, the held the held the levy. Actually, it went down a, a small fraction last year, and, and the year before that, it stayed the same. And we've been trying to keep. You know, salaries haven't. You know, the raises have not been up there. So the combination of not doing anything for a few years and now inflation going crazy, it's really, um, the salaries have to be adjusted. And I know nobody likes to hear that, but um, it's, it's a fact of life right now.
0: Because if you don't, you lose then the employees, right? Yeah, yeah. and and, and even
1: that, <clears throat> and not even just for wage, but it seems we've had, um, others who've been there longer said so we've had, last year we've had it, more turnover than we've ever had. Um, but it seems to be that throughout the economy, people are changing jobs a lot now. Um, used to be people got a job and stayed there, and mm-hmm. now people you know work for a while and go find something else and di- you know do different things and And like I said, some of our starting lower levels were needed adjustment. I think the county's a good place to work after you've been there a well, while. I mean we have good benefits, you know retirement you know caper's plan, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, available um, just trying to get that out and but like I say we do need to make adjustments
0: and, and I'm sure you know you guys are kind of a reflection of other businesses here in, that are in the economy but as uh, it gets harder and harder to employ people I, I imagine attrition will start happening a little bit where yeah. you try to find efficiencies and maybe duplications of services here yeah uh, that's probably something you'll look at
1: yeah and it is and um Part of the thing is there's a lot of people getting retirement age we have we've had several over the last few years of people retiring as um, baby boomers are starting there you know have been for a few years and are starting to retire more and there's just not enough people to fill all those positions you know that's why wages are going up because there's more demand and there the population isn't as uh, the younger population isn't as large as the the boomers that are stepping down. It's just not enough of us here, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys had too many too many baby boomers and uh, many, not baby, yeah gen z or gen whatever. There you are now. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in the 80s. What uh, what would that
2: be? You'd probably be a millennial, Brandon. Okay. You're probably on the cusp of Gen X millennial. I'm on the opposite end, cusp of millennial Gen Z. So you tell me. Um, Uh. I'm not sure how generations (laughs) actually work, so you tell me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and there's people my age don't really want to be necessarily coupled with the millennials. There's kind of a stigma (laughs) to the millennials.
1: You you don't want to be hooked up with those groups, (laughs) huh?
0: It's kind of like – so my wife used to tell folks when we lived in Nebraska, we're from Missouri. They're like, oh, you're from the south. No, no, we're not from – we're from Missouri. So that's – Tennessee, Arkansas, that's south. South, Yeah. You know.
1: (laughs) So So, it's south Missouri maybe. The Ozarks is south. The Ozarks is south. Yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kansas City, no. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it was... uh,
2: And as you talk about those retirement things, you know, I I spend most of my time at City Commission rather than County Commission. And and they're talking about the same issues. But on their end, it's like in the next five years, it's around a quarter of their workforce is eligible for retirement. So I can imagine you probably have a similar breakdown.
1: Right. Yeah, we do. And I know we've had, um, in the last couple of years before I got there, there was a bunch of, a lot of department heads that had been there for, you know, years retiring. And... um, Because John Ford, who's been there two years more than me, talked about he gave me the numbers of how many department heads that he's had to hire just in his short time there. And, of course, we've had a few um, for the last – not retirements, unfortunately, this year. But, uh, you know, before that, the public works, planning and development, a lot of them have retired. And I'm sure there are a number because we have have a fund – Uh, part of our budget that's um, for retirement pay for people who have accumulated vacation and hours and stuff that gets paid. And we've had to up that amount each year because we know, um, we know there's a lot of uh, employees that are reaching that age of retirement. So
0: Hmm. it's, it's a hard question. I mean, I know in some counties there's consolidation of services here. I think Wyandotte County does a little bit of that. Um, I don't know if that would even be a, an option here in Manhattan, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there is. I mean, there isn't, um, yeah, Wyandotte, Kansas City is all one thing now, <laughs> somehow. But, because, um, and people have brought that up and said something about, well, what about the public works and stuff? Well, Manhattan is, used to pave streets, the, the, you know, streets are, the it's a lot of different work between city streets and county roads and, and stuff that it's just not the same and it isn't like we've got people sitting around waiting for you know needing something to do there's um, always something for you know they're all busy all the time um there's been mentioned but i don't know really come up with any great ideas of consolidating things What about the
0: parks like i know riley county has a parks system but i'm I don't know how how it compares to what Manhattan's got here. Yeah,
1: we don't have I mean there's a few parks that we have. Um that's under public works also. Is it okay. Yeah, wasn't sure. It's a it's a it's a, a division of the public works is the parks department.
0: Okay. Well, it's certainly going to be an interesting budget year. We'll see where where that navigates. Obviously, yeah. you got to get the police budget figured out first uh, I I guess
1: yeah. and we don't we don't or, the com- county doesn't have any say that the the, mm-hmm. the law board sets that budget and tells us we don't get to adjust that although we do have two members on you know uh, both the other commissioners are on the law board right now but the law board sets their amount and gives us the amount and you know what we have to do
0: yep all right well lots lots to look forward to here as we go forward we're going to take our final break of the program we'll entertain any phone calls if you got any if you got a question for Greg. You can give us a call at 537-1350. In focus continues in a moment here on K-Man. We are back here on InFocus News Radio KMAN. Riley County Day here on the program, as we do every uh, every Tuesday of the month. We either have the county or the city uh, featured here, if you listen in on Tuesday morning. So first and third Tuesdays, you'll hear city of Manhattan folks, the uh, second Tuesday, Riley County, and the fourth Tuesday, Pottawatomie County. That's kind of what we try to do here, at least in the, each month. Uh, Greg is uh, gracious with his time here today. We appreciate him coming out and and talking with us about Riley County business. Uh, The architect for the Riley County Safety Facility has uh, visited your facilities. What have they discussed?
1: Yeah, they've been coming at Arch Images out of Lenexes who we've hired for that that's going to survey what's needed and kind of get an idea. They're not, at this step, it's not drawing the plans, but just surveying to see what all facilities need. Like I say, it's going to have the new ambulance headquarters and uh, emergency management will be set up in there also. Um, they came out a couple of weeks ago, went through all of our facilities. You know, they've always been looking at the paperwork on stuff and the number of calls and different things. But they wanted to come out and see the facilities and look at a couple of options of where where things are going. And now they're um, back getting things ready. So and am encouraged about that. That's been going on for um, over 10 years there's been a discussion about a new ambulance headquarters. Uh, when I was running for office somebody had sent me a note from a meeting uh, the county had, I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012 and priorities for the next year and first priority for facilities first priority was to find a location and, and get a new ambulance headquarters so <laughs> 10 years later we're finally <laughs> getting to it um, looking forward to that though interesting
0: yeah I, I forget with that facility is that going to be like a remodel of the current facility or build
1: new and that's part of the things to look at but i don't oh. think there's a chance to remodel unless it, the existing facility is just not big enough for anything um it was built i think in the 70s late 70s early 80s when the ambulances were basically an oversized station wagon mm-hmm. and the um when they pull those ambulances in there now, there's not even room to walk around. They either have to pull them forward to the door so you can get behind it or back all the way up against the back and walk around the front. There's not, you, you know, to get around the build, you know, to get around the the ambulances in the station and the storage, there's not enough storage. Uh, there's not enough room for the people that stay there because um, originally, that, like I say, that was the headquarters. Well, actually now all of the, the director and assistant director and all those people are over in the health department. Their offices are across the across the way because there's no room in that building. Just the people that have to be there every day fill it up. Um, so it's not a good situation yeah. right now. I'm just trying to think. So when
0: if they so they build new, I'm assuming that's the that's the way they're going. Where would, would you build across the street, or would you build in the that, same location?
1: That's what that's part of what they're looking at is oh, okay. to see what. Whether we've got room enough to build there, or there's some areas across the uh, across west of there that they're looking at too, for different options, and that's, I um, say that's why that's what this stage is about: what we need, and also where where we can put it. Because I know when they were looking at it years ago, they tried to find new areas in town, but it was just they couldn't find open land in a good location that wasn't um, too expensive to you know for the county to you know this seemed like a good idea but there's commercial the land is so valuable in manhattan Mm -hmm. that that's what we're making having to use what we've got
0: that's a good location i mean you're in the kind of
1: fairly central yeah yeah,
0: under understood why you'd want to stay there um as far as the uh, north county facility where we get in that stage
1: um like I say, we've we've uh, selected an architect for that one too, and working with them on it. And I think they've got the location. I, it isn't officially yet, but I think they've got an idea of where the location is going to be. And the and I haven't talked to uh, David Adams in the last couple of weeks, but he was hoping by the first of June, because you know we're talking about the interim. We're going to be having a uh, uh, an SUV fully equipped medical SUV station from 7 in the morning to 7 in the evening at Leonardville at the at the Leonardville fire station um, seven days a week starting we're hoping first uh, of June that that'll be starting. Um, he's getting people hired from the list he's added you know added the extra people we need and getting the equipment in and everything that can be used um, at that facility because they'll have some stuff in their office too Everything he's buying is stuff that will be used in the new in the new ambulance station up there, um, so it isn't it isn't uh, it isn't wa- nothing's wasted for what we're putting up there now. It's it's everything is getting there will be used when the new station is completed.
0: All right, that's going to be so exciting, and we've talked about yeah. that obviously. Uh, but the folks, uh, you know, long overdue up there for the folks yeah. in Leonardville, Riley, and Randolph.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been. Um, been discussed for a long time that's nothing that's been discussed for a while It's <laughs> now finally moving ahead I'm really happy with that
0: yeah well um as far as other things going on here in the county um we haven't talked about this in a while and i'm curious where the discussion's at with the uh, the building next to the courthouse the the vacant
1: building there are
0: we anywhere old uh, church yeah any progress um, made there? there
1: um you know the historical it got went through the historical designation, and we've appealed that. There were just some papers uh, I think it was the end of April, that it's going through the courts now to appeal the thing, whether it's uh, the historical designation on it, and that um, through the court system, things take a while, but yeah the, um, I know uh, we had just filed the, our, our our notes on what we thought, why it didn't need to be, why it wasn't historical appealing that ruling um the reports were all the the briefs i guess they're called were all required last the end of april and i don't know what this next step is
0: well hopefully they get a solution on that soon it seems yeah. like we've been in manhattan lately and the area there's been a lot of uh, appeals about historic buildings not just yeah. there but downtown yeah, the city's had a couple <laughs> of
1: them too yeah
0: yeah so well yeah. I, I know there's uh, differing viewpoints on, on what should happen with that building. And, uh, you yeah, again, a resolution on that would be uh, great yeah. soon.
1: Right. Yeah, I'd like to see something get going on that, too. Uh,
0: um, all right. Well, I think we've gotten through all your yeah. lists. Is there anything else we haven't discussed? No, the,
1: a couple of things. One, we've got um, Thursday and Friday is the Flint Hills Regional Leadership Retreat, which the Manhattan Chamber puts on. But um, we'll all be going to that. Um, it's at uh, Manhattan. Oh, at the conference center downtown. There, that we have. They have a lot of different speakers. That we speakers like from pop. There's one from the Ottawa Economic Development, and the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the MPO. Uh, you know, just to let everybody know what what all what all's going on in the area, and also a chance to sit down and meet and talk to the different uh, people from different. Businesses and uh, government levels around the county. It's it's like I said, I went to the first one last year. It was a pretty good deal.
0: That's the that's one organized by the chamber, right? Yeah,
1: the chamber puts okay. that on.
0: Yep, I've kind of forgot. That's uh, that's kind of sneaking up on us here, uh, here in the month of May. They don't usually hold that in May. It's usually another time of year.
1: Well, it was um, last year. It wasn't until August or September right. because of the pandemic stuff. And this year it was supposed to be. Usually it's the first of the year. I remember it was January, February, and that's when that Omicron variety was spiking, and they said, okay, well, wait, well, let's hold off again, yeah. <laughs> you know. Goodness. So um, now everything seems to be in, in good shape, ready to go.
0: Uh, that, that brings me to another question here. So we've been getting the COVID updates here, uh, and, and I know this, there's been some confusion here the last couple of weeks. Things weren't being counted. Is there still a need to do the weekly COVID update at this point, do you
1: think? That when we, uh, I don't know, about a month ago, they had talked about switching. We're just going to do one every two weeks, and they got a lot of complaints. A lot of people called in saying, you know, they use that for a different thing. You know, there was a lot of complaints about that. So hmm. we went back, switched back to weekly reports. And you're right, all the way through it, it the Cause we get the information from kdhe and it seems it's been difficult i mean after two years you'd think they'd have it nailed down but then like I say we just had the thing wasn't last week they said oh yeah there was another 40 cases over the last couple of weeks that didn't ever get on their reports uh, you know it's frustrating
0: I, well just from from my perspective here as a media person you know you, you see these reports come down and I'm i'm just trying to think of the relevance to you know, how, how important it is to share this information here, um, at this point wh- versus where we were like, you know, even a year ago.
1: Right. Yeah. And I agree. And like I say they, um, the health department had decided they were just going to do them every two weeks, but they had a lot of people call in an upset complaint because they wanted to see it every week. So hmm. they're going back to the weekly.
0: Okay. Well, that'll continue at least for, <laughs> for the time being as, as we see it. Well, uh, Greg, always appreciate you coming out. Uh, any any plans for the weekend?
1: Like I say, I don't know. You know, hopefully the temperature is going to get better. We can get out and <laughs> get some work done in the garden.
0: It sounds good, yeah. And you got got graduations you're going to this weekend? I've got,
1: I've got no, not this weekend. A week, uh, the next weekend I've got a uh, uh, granddaughter graduating from Leavenworth High School. Okay,
0: well, congratulations on that. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Greg, always appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking to you again down the road.
1: Okay, thank you. I enjoy being here.
0: Stay tuned. We'll have uh, Ken Coleman up next, Dave Ramsey show. We have the Royals a little bit later on in the game, of course. Royals uh, open up a three-game series at Texas tonight on the radio. Tomorrow on In Focus, we've got the uh, Pottawamie County Schools, Wamigo and Rock Creek being featured, as well as uh, the Flint Hills Veterans Coalition. They're going to join us tomorrow as well.
1: That's, that's where I'm headed right now. Oh, yeah? There are, there are meetings at 10. I'm, I've got to get there. Sounds good.
2: <laughs> and if you missed any of this, check it out on our Facebook page, 1350KMAN. Also our SoundCloud account or anywhere you get podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. News Radio KMAN.